everybody. I'm Jim Ford. I'm Dan Kurtzke. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 153. Okay. So, we got some stuff to talk about? We do. Okay. Let's start with not the thing that we said we were going to start with. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just because I like throwing you off a little bit. Alright. Um, let's do uh, cartoon cancellation. Okay. So, the cartoon has been canceled. Oh. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, at this point, because you know what sucks? Because we were, like, we our episode where we announced, like, the cartoon's back and it's coming up to Netflix. Our, that episode of ours aired, like, the day after they announced that the cartoon was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which, I mean, it's still it's still slated to come out on Netflix at the end of March, and there will be a full season with, you know, that, that's, that's the one saving grace here. Like, it has, it's 26 episodes, but split into a pair of 13-episode story arcs, so it kind of feels like there's two seasons. Well, but, uh, I mean, they've split it up a little bit more than that, but... Well, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not talking about how they air it, I'm just talking about, like... Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the Green Lantern and Young Justice are both gone with not a word on why, and yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, when you when you play games with an airing schedule, you know, I mean, like, how, how, many, how many hit TV shows or shows that have become, like, cult favorites after the fact suffered and were originally canceled because the networks decided to keep <laughs> on you know playing with when they were aired and released and Green, Green Lantern used to air on a Friday night did it? yes when was that? that was uh, I think it wait okay maybe I'm thinking of something else but I, I could have sworn that, that that aired on a Friday night I think it they uh did like that uh that hour-long premiere thing on a Friday oh. night once. Yeah, okay. Because <clears throat> remember, they did the... They did the... What did they do? They had it at Comic-Con, and then they did the premiere a couple months later, and then they brought it to Saturdays a couple months later. Okay, I'm thinking of Thundercats. Thundercats was on Friday night. But still, you know, it's like, you know, you have you have your, your show go on... It, it went for 13 episodes, and and I'm not sure if it was 13 consecutive weeks also. Oh, no. <laughs> so, there was that. Then they took a break. Then they came back, played one episode, and then took another break for a couple of months. You know, and then they bring it back and said, oh, yeah, you know what? It's not doing well enough. We're canceling it. It's like, give me a break. You know, between, like... You, you never supported it with a toy line. And some people say that, you know, they didn't want to support it because of the, the movie, you know, and how the movie figures went. But, like, it's such idiotic logic because, like, the movie, the movie tanked. The cartoon is fantastic, and it's geared directly towards kids. Yeah. Now... About that, like, I understand, like, and I'm not as, 
connected to the toy side of things as you are. But like it makes it makes perfect sense to me that that uh, the success or failure of a toy tie-in could make or break a show like in the 80s or 90s or something but like my general and like my general impression is that these days toy lines are are more like are less less I don't, don't want to say less prevalent but like less of a a big deal as far as like kids and parents buying for kids and like so, so I'm 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 surprised like a toy line could still have that much effect on whether or not a show continues. Well the the, the thing is <clears throat> Green Lantern like the ratings might have been okay. And you know like they might have been decent. But what it comes down to is as far as like as far as I can tell like the only thing that makes any sense to me is that when you have like a TV show, it's basically like advertising for a toy line. You know, like that may not be your original intent, but ever since He-Man, your cartoon basically advertises the, to- the, the toys. Oh, yeah. So there's not like now more than ever, there's less space on toy shelves, you know, for action figures. And, you know, like, there's a lot of competition, you know, to get the toys out there. So if if none of the, the toy companies, you know, none of the, the the retailers were confident enough to go for a Green Lantern toy line, you know, then maybe Cartoon Network was like, okay, or, or Warner Brothers was like, okay, well, if they're not going to go for a Green Lantern toy line, then we need to come up with a new show you know, and a new toy line that they will go for, because not that that's, you know, the only thing, but the amount of revenue that they can make when they also have a toy, you know, a toy line out there is like, you know, like they'll run the calculations, and if they make $10 more that way over Green Lantern, then they're going to cancel Green Lantern. You know, and, it, like, and they're not even going to look at the fact that, you know, once the full season is out, because, like, they released half a season on DVD. Yeah. And nobody buys half seasons. You know, like... That's that's not true. Well, no, I'm sure that there are (laughs) some people that are buying them. But by and large, people don't buy half seasons because they know that once the full season is out, they're just going to re-release a full season. Like, they may release a second season set also... But then, like, you know, a month later, they're going to release, like, a big box set with, you know, the, the entire series. And that's what everybody wants. Like, once once the series is done, maybe they'll come out with, like, a, you know, a series, season one, part two. But then they're going to come out with, like, a full set with every episode in one box. And, Ho- I mean, as Green Lantern fans, we're all going to want that. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they're going to do that. I mean, I've been grabbing the Young Justice half seasons because... Like frankly, I <laughs> I was I was more concerned about that show not coming back because that's the one that's had like strikes against it piling up even faster. So I'm like, yeah, they might not bother to co- to collect this full thing. <laughs> uh, with Green Lantern, like again, like at least like the half season, like I almost got the half season, but I'm like, you know what? 
I'm it's kind of the same mentality of like when they put out the second half, then I'll just buy both halves <laughs> together. Like, because <clears throat> like I like I I I I don't really because like there are still DC animated series that have never been collected beyond like the one shot DVD things before. Like I don't want to like what. <clears throat> Like they had like this Legion of Superheroes cartoon. Um, that's that's been collected. Oh wait, like, oh the Legion. Of, oh that. Yeah, like it was. They call it like like Superboy Super or Legion. whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, and I remember somebody told me like that's a really good show. I'm like, all right, maybe when they put out a box set of it, and they just like unless they did, and I just wasn't looking, but I never. I mean, and, and again, at least like the. Or I guess my my view of it is like, yeah, I really really hope they they do collect the whole season, but if they're if they've been treating the show this crappily, they might not care enough to put out the season, and at least the half seasons kind of are an individual story arcs, so it can they do kind of stand by themselves. I don't know. It's for me like a full season box set of the show will be a nice surprise, but I'm not gonna hold my breath. Yeah, I, I think I think it'll happen, but I mean like, but that's that's what they typically do, I, you know. Like even with Stargate Universe, mm-hmm. like you know that was a show that I loved, and it didn't make it past the second season, but you know again it's like you re- you release these you know partial seasons on DVD. <clears throat> and, I mean, like, you know, like, I can under... I, like, I see why they're doing it. Because they put this huge break so that one season actually seems like two seasons. Well, either A, call it two seasons, or, you know, or I don't know, because, you know, you're putting out the first season so people can catch up. But people don't want to buy that, you know. Like they'll they'll freaking they'll just watch that on Netflix or rent it on Netflix to catch up, you know. You're not going to be making bank on part one of season one. Yeah, I mean they figure they can. They figure it's basically the same as putting another product out there and increasing the chances of getting more money from it. You know, yeah. like, like okay, so we're gonna we're gonna sell the half season and then later we're gonna sell the full season. And then, by that point, we might have the first half of the next season out. So it's like it's like putting in more tears. I will say I've almost bought the first half season of Green Lantern a few times, but I keep like waiting for it to like go da- arbitrarily go down a, a little more. <laughs> How much is it? It's well on. Let me look. I think it's like fifteen bucks or something. You know, that that too. That's that's ridiculous. <clears throat> like, you know, why would you spend fifteen dollars on that when you know full well that like if they came out with a big box set it's gonna be twenty bucks. Yeah. Well, uh let's see. Well it, well it's twenty bucks normally, it's uh fourteen on Amazon. That's retarded. New. Yeah. It's a really good show though. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. It's one of the few things that I like look forward to on TV week after week. Yeah, I'm actually caught up with it. Are you? Yes. Oh, good. 
I didn't see the one that aired yesterday. Oh, it's good. Oh, of course it's good. <laughs> Duh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, let's let's stop talking about something sad and talk about something stupid. Oh, <clears throat> you know, before we get off the topic of the cartoon, right. there actually were prototypes made. Oh no, I saw. It was uh, it was an unpainted Kilowog and Zillia Zox. And Atrocitus and Hal Jordan. Oh, I didn't see those. I just remember seeing Kilowog and Zox and going, oh, I want both of those. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know, like, even now, I'm just, like, thinking it's like, you know, God, I wish I could have, like, an Aya figure. Because that's just, like, that's such a beautiful design. I know. Like, like I would love, like, like, because, uh, like, I'm, I'm looking at my St. Walker statue right now from the cartoon. Yeah. And, like, I think it's such a shame that, like, out of, like, they released three statues, and it was this amazing Saint Walker, the Atrocitus with the stupid head, and the Hal Jordan that just looks kind of weird. <laughs> and, like, I'm like, they couldn't have gone, like, Aya and Razor, really? Because those, like, their designs are great. They would translate perfectly into, like, like a figure form or into a statue or something. It would, Yep. No. Stupid. Hey, you know what Aya kind of looks like? Other what? than a Mac. What? She kind of looks like an Ami uh, Kami figure. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. The only saving grace is that, <clears throat> you know, like, since they are, like, 3D figures, like, a fee- 3D characters, mm. it's like, it wouldn't be that difficult to like you know just pass them into like a digital modeling you know program and and make a sculpt from so i mean like if they ever thought that the market was there it's not that difficult to make it happen make it happen jim i wish make it happen i wish like, right now, I think the only Razor figure you're going to be able to get is the one from McDonald's. Oh, At least he lights up. Yeah, he does. Yay. Oh. Sadness. God, way to bring us down. <sighs> you know what? Let's, let's now switch to a topic that's going to change the mood completely. Let's go for W2TF certified. Well, that's where I was going. That's where I was going. So... You guys, everybody might remember, I think we've brought this up before, how um, in, I think, April, all of the books in DC are going to have, like, super secret hidden gatefold covers, where, where uh, you know, they sh- it's one of those, like, you open the book and you fold it out to reveal the whole image. And they, in the solicitations, they only show you, you know, the left side of that image, because that's the side on what would traditionally be the front cover. And every single one of them is a character looking shocked at something or being hit by something. And it's all like, oh my god, what's over there? <clears throat> and it's like, okay, whatever. They've, they've done this before. Other companies... Are, this, is a, this is a thing that happens sometimes. Whatever, it's fine. And... Then... <laughs> There, it, it, 
I forget who made the announcement, but they're like, yeah, this is going to be a a theme month for DC. And, we're, and I'm just thinking to myself, oh, all right, you know, it kind of was already because they, I mean, you're just kind of by default doing a theme month when you have the same thing happening on every one of your covers, all right, whatever. Like, like the new 52 was a theme month and the the... The zero month was a theme month, you know? The, the, no big deal, right? Then they come out with the branding for this month, and it's WTF certified. <laughs> like, that's that's what it's called. They have a big stamp that says WTF certified, as in as in every one of these covers is going to have a moment, or every, every issue is going to have a moment that makes you go, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And, like, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I I, would rather, well, I would rather see them not do something that's, like, blatantly begging for attention, but that's not a DC thing. That's, like, a comics and marketing thing in general. So I'm not going to fault them for trying to get attention. What I'm going to fault them for is choosing a branding that sounds like it makes them seem like they're try they're like old out of touch people desperately trying to sound like hip and like cool in like an internet age <laughs> i mean like what could what could this is the one they went with what 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 possible names did they reject for this <laughs> the uh maybe um <clears throat> LOL month. Somebody would must have suggested like, "Holy shit balls, Batman!" <laughs> certified. <clears throat> what the hell does that even mean? What certified? What the hell? What in this context? What does that even mean? Certified pwned. Like this is certifiably cool. Like <laughs> certifiably <laughs> hip, because we are hip dudes. It's, it's, I don't even know what it is. It's just so dumb. You know, the thing that's really scary about it is that I was reading, I was reading a, an interview recently. Um, coincidentally, all of the, you know, had all the canceled titles and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, they were talking with the editor-in-chief over in D.C. I guess, I, was it Bob Harris? I think that's who it is now. So, he's talking about you know, all the things that they have planned and, you know, this, this WTF thing. And, and basically like, as far as I can tell, he's been the guy that's been in charge for at least a little while. I don't know, like since like last year or something like that. I, I think longer than that. So, well, at the very least, he's been in charge since last year, which means that everything that's happening at DC right now, he's your nemesis. He's responsible for. And he's just like, like, oh, man, everything's going great. Everything's exciting. Man, you know, once you see this WTF month, you know, <clears throat> oh, you're going to love it. Like, he's so out of touch with reality. It's basically like they have like an 80-year-old man running DC Comics, and he wants to move it to the new hip age, because this is what his grandson was talking about six months ago. Yeah, and apparently the new hip age is the 1990s. 
Yeah. Which oh, but they fi- by the way, did you see they canceled uh, Deathstroke and Team Seven? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like the, to me, the fact that those comics got made in the first place is ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, I am glad if there's one universally good thing I can say about the new 52, other than Batman and Superman, uh, Batman and uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are all fantastic books. Um, it's that they're they're taking a chance on a lot of shit that they might not otherwise have taken a chance on, and regardless of the outcome, I'm glad they've tried it. You know. <clears throat> you know, I, I don't know because there's just, there's certain things where well, I guess to me like there's certain things that they're just they're just canceling, like for for instance Firestorm. Firestorm yeah. just got a, like a brand new writer like what an issue ago, two issues ago. Yeah, I mean, I it makes sense to me that Firestorm got canceled. It just didn't make sense that they shows when they did because it the new guy hasn't been on it long enough to see if he can turn it around yeah but like honestly like i was firestorm was one of those that i was surprised wasn't in like the past two waves of cancellations you know right yeah no like and i i understand that but if you're going to give somebody the book you know and only to cancel it before you know to announce the cancellation before it's even had a chance to finish its first arc you know it's just, especially with people buying by trade, this guy basically has no shot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I agree that, you know, it's it's just, it's almost laughable that it lasted as long as it did. You take a character, you completely destroy what made the character special, and then just keep going with it as people, like, you know, just, you know, they're running off of it like a like a sinking ship. Oh man. Hmm. But yeah, but like I like I said, like the thing, it just uh, they they canceled uh, Amazon, uh, Amazon Amethyst also. Yeah. Um, did that I mean, even I, come? Did like any issues that that even come out other than the zero yeah. issue? <laughs> yeah. No. After the zero issue, you know, they had a few issues. Okay. Um, I mean, like I understand what got canceled uh except for firestorm like that was really like the that was the shocker because that was one that i actually thought that might turn around you know despite the fact that it had i guess 12 issues of crap before rebooting it with zero Mm -hmm. but uh what do you go i mean like yeah like the thing that i don't get is that they canceled books that weren't even like low on the chopping block to put out these, you know, some of these books, including Team Seven, which, I mean, I think we all kind of <laughs> knew that that was not going to last. Hmm. And you know, like their war books don't last, and their, you know, <laughs> their police books don't last. So they put a book together of people that don't have superpowers. And they expect that to last. It's like, no. I mean, you already have a history of seeing that it's not going to last. Yeah, and that's where I'm like, I'm like back and forth on it because like, because it's like, it's like they're putting out 
like on the one hand, you know, they're finally putting out like a variety of different kinds of books that they haven't been for a long time. But on the other hand, <clears throat> they're not making them good with yeah. very many good creators. So they get canceled because they're yeah. terrible. But on the other hand, at <laughs> least they tried, you know. But on the other hand, they, they didn't really try, you know. Like, like, I love the fact that they have some, like, they, they have horror books now in like their main line i love the fact that they've tried they keep trying to make like to get like a good western couple books going and like they keep experimenting with the war genre like i think it might be time to take a break from the war genre again and like let it sit for a year or two but like the fact that they're actively trying instead of just doing just like straight up superhero books all the time is I don't know. I I like to see the attempt at least. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I guess if you're gonna do something like that, then this there is not a huge audience for Western books. I know, and I I don't like Western books either. <laughs> but or like... or the war books, and you know there are, and I'm not saying they're bad. <clears throat> And I'm not saying that there's no audience. It's just that there's not a big enough audience to support a DC book. You know, like, if it was an independent book coming out about, you know, The Haunted Tank or something like that, and all they had to do was sell 2,000 copies and they'd be sitting pretty, yeah, okay, fine. You know, there's no problem about that. But this is DC, and if you're not selling, you know, over 10,000 copies then, you know, they don't want to know you. And that's not going to happen. I mean, maybe they'll sell over 10,000 copies, but they're not going to sell enough to be financially viable. So it's like, when you look at it from that perspective, okay, yeah, at least they're trying new things, but by the same token, it's like, you've seen that it doesn't work. You've seen that it doesn't work for so long. You know, like these books are... Is the Western book still going? Uh, which one? All is it? What is it? All Star Western? Sure. I think. I don't know. I don't read it, so I haven't paid attention to it. I well, I know if it did go, then it it hit at least twelve issues. Yeah. And I, it's just like <clears throat> you know that that book is not gonna last. So it's like I don't know. Just, jo, jo, uh, Jonah Hex lasted a long time. Jonah, it, yeah, but look who it had on it. Uh, that didn't last because of Jonah Hex. That lasted because of uh, Paul um, Miotti and Gray. Yeah. aren't they on All Star Western? I thought they so. I thought they were. Now, either way, I don't know. That's a, but that's an anthology book. <clears throat> yeah. So they're not doing the whole thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the alternative is like DC just being the the company that puts out, like, 50% Batman books, you know? Yeah, well, you know, and, and it's, it's a shame because they have they have a back catalog of enough characters that they don't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and then when they do, when they try and give them team and solo books, we get this. Like, I mean... I was thinking about this last night because I was listening. I was catching up on Earth's Mightiest podcast, Corwin's show. Yeah. And they're 
they're uh, <clears throat> going over a bunch of the Marvel Now books, and ha- they were like talking about like how like how like you know <clears throat> excuse me how you know like Hickman and Remender and Wade are like hitting stuff out of the park with with Captain America and Hulk and uh, uh, Thor, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I don't know if I can even name like ten writers at DC right now. Because, like, well, there... <coughs> there's no way you could name ten that are hitting it out of the park. Oh, yeah, no, and, like, <clears throat> I mean, even even just looking at the show, uh, the books we cover, I'm only ever really pleased with, like, one to two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I mean, like, I, I, I've let, like, I'm usually, I'm usually totally pleased with Green Lantern Corps, and beyond that, like, sometimes Green Lantern, and... Beyond that, Aquaman, Batman, Wonder Woman are always good, and Justice League has finally gotten to the point where it's always good. Uh, there's not really that much beyond those that's worth reading or talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> and for me, being a DC guy, you know, it's, it's interesting because, like, I went to the comic book store this week, and... Being a DC guy and looking at, like, how things are shaking out right now, where, you know, we review the uh, the Green Lantern books, and after we review them, it's like, okay, well, it wasn't as bad as I initially thought, hmm. you know? It really, it makes you evaluate them. It's like, okay, well, that wasn't too bad. Green Lantern is, is getting better. Um, Green Lantern Corps... You know, I mean, like, I may not always appreciate the story, but I, I do appreciate that, how it's written and drawn. You know, and then there's the rest. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, beyond that, I'm not excited to read anything else from DC. Like, nothing. Like, I was reading Super... Like, I was reading, uh, not Superman, uh, Justice League. I was reading Justice League. And... Like, you know, I was I was on board with the whole Shazam thing. And, yeah. you know, and I was also reading what was going on in Justice League. And then, like, the stuff with Justice League, like, was it the, the spirit realm kind of stuff? Just completely lost me. Yeah. And then I think they had an issue without Shazam. Did they? Did that happen? Yes. Yes, they skipped it for an issue. And they completely lost me. Yeah, no, I didn't even read... The Shazam backup from the newest issue. Like, I, I I looked at it. I started to read it. And I'm like, this is still going on. And then I just closed the book. Like I, it's it's gotten to like, uh, I was interested when it started, but it's going on too long. Well, they you know? only give it like what four pages in the back. <laughs> it's like four or six pages or something. <clears throat> but like the thing is, like I thought it was going to last for like six issues. But it's been going for like ten, and like it. That was the know. only thing that I liked. I, I, mean, I yeah, it, it's it's probably gone on too long as a backup. <clears throat> but like, if they gave me that, even if they gave me that as a mini series. Oh yeah, with, just with that. Gary Frank and Jeff Johns writing it. Yeah, and like that's the th- like, <clears throat> like that's because like I've been reading. Animal Man and Swamp Thing since the beginning right. of the New 52. And those have been fantastic. But a few months ago, I just, I drifted away from them just because I'm like, okay, they've been, 
they're still they're still telling the same story and it's <clears throat> they're it's all well written the art's all great the story is interesting enough but it's taking too long you know it's <clears throat> and it's one of those where like they're both kind of they've both been kind of telling two sides of the same story and those series have been gradually moving towards each other and now they're like they're they're uh, finishing it out together kind of thing so over the last like 15 months i've been reading the same story for 30 issues <laughs> so it's like i'm i'm just like i'm so it's so close to the end now and i'm just i'm not going to finish it like i have like the last three issues of both series in a pile here, and I just have no desire to read it, despite its quality, just because it's been so long. I'm just, like, I'm just not into it anymore. And I feel the same way about, like, the Shazam backup. I'm like, okay, just put him in the stupid Justice League. <laughs> and it looks like they're finally doing that in the present day. But I'm like, I just don't give a crap about the backup anymore. Like, like you said, if they put out, like, a trade of it, then maybe I'll go back and read that kind of thing, but I don't know. Like I, and that's another thing. I, the Lantern books are now the only thing I'm getting monthly anymore because I have, like, <clears throat> even the books I love, like Aquaman and Batman and Wonder Woman and Justice League, like, I just don't have that drive to read them monthly anymore. Like, I don't... Like, I enjoy them when I read them, but yeah. I don't care enough to pursue them month to month. There's no excitement. Yeah, and like I would rather, <clears throat> excuse me, I would rather just have like a nice hardcover on my shelf of a book that I know is going to be good quality than have like boxes of issues at this point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely understand that. And this, like, like I said, this week I went to the comic book store and have not bought a Marvel comic in months, like many, many months. Like it's probably been a, a number of years actually. Hmm. And I had like, I just had no interest because, you know, well, actually no, it was the Avengers versus X-Men. Hmm. Yes. I bought a couple issues of that. So, and the only reason I was able to justify that was because it's like, it's three ninety nine, Yes. But they also gave you the digital copy, they gave you the Infinity comic, and they gave you the uh, augmented reality, which I thought was actually a that's, – that's a good value. Yeah. Like for $4, you're getting two digital books, an actual comic book, and an augmented you know, stuff if you choose to want you – know, <clears throat> if you want that also. But in general – you there? Yes. But in general, like, you know, I, I just, I haven't wanted to spend that kind of money. Yet, even though I haven't wanted to spend the money, like, I've been seeing, like, at least the creative teams that they have over there. And the names alone are enough to make you want to, you know, at least give them a second look. And then you, you see the titles that they have coming out and the stories that they have coming out. And, and then you see some of the artwork and it's just like, my God, like the talent that they have over there is staggering. And it's because they're charging a dollar more for their comics. Like they're making so uh, much more. Uh, what? I, uh, oh, you go on, go on. Well, okay. Like, they're making a dollar more for every comic that they sell. That's 
And and then you also have to look at what is it the uh, they were double shipping certain months. Yeah. Oh, certain months. Come on. Oh, I don't. I don't, I don't even know. I'm, I'm not. Marvel double ships m- most of their books all the time. That's just a regular <laughs> schedule thing. But I mean, you know, it's like <clears throat> I'm looking at what's going on in like Avengers and stuff like that, and the you know they got new stuff going for the. The, uh, the cosmic side there's like a whole new infinity type storyline coming I think it's actually called infinity and I'm not I'm not like the whole concept of Marvel now doesn't excite me at all but <laughs> it's like when they are when they're doing like cool and exciting things with like their <laughs> characters who I am really attached to because of the movies. You know, and then, you know, you look at the comics and they're, it's not like they're trying to mimic the movie, but there's enough similarities that you can enjoy. Like, if you watch the movie and you go look at a Green Lantern comic, like, you'll get something out of it. You know, it's just like there's so much more exciting things happening from Marvel that, and I I definitely don't agree with what happened with Spider-Man. I have no interest in that whatsoever. Really? Because that kind of intrigues me. Like yeah, that. not at all. Not at all mm-hmm. for me. But, like, I picked up uh, New Avengers number four. And it's just like, and I haven't read any previous stuff, but, like, you know, it had the Infinity Gems in it. And it's just like this, it was an awesome story. I didn't need to know anything before. I got everything out of it that I needed. I actually, I went looking to see if I could find the first three issues, which I think they were at, like, number three. So at that point, I was like, okay, (laughs) screw it. I'm not getting that. But, I mean, like, this is something that I may pick up on trade, and, like, I may actually start looking at Marvel a little more closely to see if maybe there is something that I want. Because it's like, as much as I disagree with the concept of paying $4 for a comic, it's like the, the difference in quality is incredibly noticeable. Now, the thing that made me kind of sneer was that I don't think that has anything to do with them charging an extra dollar. Because, I mean, I guess guess you're taking it as the mindset of, like, well, they're getting more revenue in, thus they can afford better talent kind of thing. Yeah, well, yeah. If you look at it from the point of view that You're getting okay. Well, that's a dollar. It's a one dollar more profit. Mm-hmm. So if you sell a three dollar comic, DC Comics is I don't know if they're lucky <clears throat> making a dollar. It's it's probably not even close to a dollar because you know you have you know all your production costs and stuff like that. So maybe they make seventy five cents on a comic, whereas Marvel, they're not. It's not like they're paying more production costs. So by selling a comic for $4, they're literally making $1.75 more profit. They're making more than twice what DC is making in profit for their comics. So if Marvel decides, you know what, we're going to spend twice as much money on talent than DC does, they're still going to make more profit than DC. here's, Here's the thing with that, though. Since the New 52 started, DC's sales have been 
neck and neck with Marvels, if not higher. So they're and, decreasing. And, no, they're they're decreasing. Yeah, yeah, they've been decreasing, but like they're still hot. Like they're still really close. Like Marvel has been filling. Like Marvel, the fact that Marvel double ships most of their books and charges a higher price tag for them is how they like they kind of started to close the gap in in like sales and total profit it's like it's like they're not like it's not like like before the relaunch where like marvel was like like way up there and dc can kind of see them from like two lanes back (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i think it's going back to that it might you know what it might be I will, like, but, if you look at the trend, <clears throat> just looking at the sales trend, you know, DC has been dropping month after month after month. Uh, I think DC did not have any comics in the top 10 for 2012. Oh, like, for, like, the overall year, you mean? Or? Yes, yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't look at that. I did read, um, uh, what's it called? You ever read Tilting at Windmills? It's a, a column over at CBR. I've uh, heard of it. Oh, uh, what's his face? Who does it? I forget his name. I'm sorry. Um, he like he runs a comic shop, mm-hmm. and he writes about this stuff from a retailer's perspective, and with like the caveat of like, okay, this is just this is like a one store sample size, so take it with a grain of salt. And he was comparing uh, the New Fifty Two to Marvel now, and just in general, in terms of, like, like his business, the New 52 was, like, was still, like, generating more business, more... And I'm... This is me, like, totally paraphrasing and probably getting a load of things inaccurately because I read this, like, weeks ago. But, like, the New 52 was gener- still generating more business for him and bringing more people into the store than Marvel Now is just for the fact that Marvel Now is so spread out and nobody can really explain simply what Marvel now is or means. So, like, the new 52 is, like, he's gotten more customers and a more a bigger increase of sales out of the new 52 than he has out of Marvel now. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that's because the new 52, like you said, it all happened condensed. It was one month. So you can clearly see the effect. Whereas in Marvel Now is Marvel Now is it's less of like a giant movement than you know like something to bring you know like to entice somebody that hasn't been with Marvel. Basically, what they're doing, what Marvel is doing, is saying, "Hey, DC fans, here's another way in." <laughs> you know, it's like we see we can we can we see the numbers, we see you're flocking away from DC. Well, here's an entryway back to, say, Captain America or Iron Man or something like that. Which, I mean, honestly, like, the way that Marvel Comics are written, you can just jump right in, and you don't even need a Marvel now. But, you know, like like you said, like, you know, the fact that they're double shipping, people are buying those comics. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like they're double shipping, and then, you know, people are saying, you know what, I'm fed up. No. They're double shipping, and people are saying, "Okay, I guess I'll buy this, you know, this comic twice in this month." Oh, you yeah, know, that's 
exactly the problem. Like people are are buying the double shipping comics and complaining about how fed up they are with double shipping comics. <clears throat> but they're still buying them. Yeah, no, and everybody who does that is dumb. Whereas with DC, people are complaining about the lack of quality, and then they're stopping to buy them. You know, they're not going to buy them anymore. So it's like if you're going to have a problem. You know, having fanboys complain about double shipping is a lot better than dealing with, you know, yeah, I'm just not going to buy any of your comics anymore because they're crap. Yeah, oh. And they're not all crap, you know. It's just you have enough of them where people just don't care. Yeah. Oh, since you don't, you probably don't know this. Let me see, let me ask your opinion. Uh, back, this is actually a little old, but um, something Marvel started to do. Because they had, you know, they have their, like, low to mid-tier, t- mid-tier sellers, and they have their popular books, right? Right. So what they did, back when double shipping started to become more of, like, a line-wide standard, was they <clears throat> they canceled most of their low-selling books and filled in those spaces with by starting to double ship all of their high-selling books. As in, like, <clears throat> as in, like, you know, uh, uh, I don't even know. Micronauts isn't selling, so we're gonna cancel that. But Uncanny X Men is selling, so we're gonna ship two issues every month. Okay. And they're like, and they applied that logic to their entire line. Like, what do okay. you think? Of, what do you think of that? Well, I mean, it stinks <clears throat> from the point of view that if you were a fan of one of those lower-selling titles. But from a marketing point of view, it makes a lot of sense. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you, you know, sell more of what sells? Can you imagine, though, like, what if the only way you could follow the Jeff Johns Green Lantern series, just that one book, was to put $8 a month into it? Oh, I would do that absolutely. Really? Absolutely. What if, like, what if that was the same for every book you wanted to read, and you have like ten books you follow? Well, then either I would <clears throat> cut down, or you know, like I, I would probably either switch to DCBS so that I could afford it, because at that point, you know, you're definitely um, you're definitely buying enough comics to justify <clears throat> getting them that way. Like right now, like I buy like a grand total of like four comics a month, so it doesn't really make sense for me to go with DCBS. Which, although I have even actually thought about it, just because it would be much easier for me to get them each month. But like, if you had to deal with that many comics, then definitely switch to DCBS. Second yeah. of all. If they're coming out twice a month, well, obviously I'm not going to be able to read 20 books in a month. Like, I just don't have the time. Like, as it is, like, I have to make time to read four books. So I'm going to cut out the books that I don't absolutely love. So then, like, I'm, I'm left with, like, maybe, say, five, five books that I love the most that are double shipping. So basically I'm getting a double dose of the stuff that I love the most. This, yeah. I mean, like, I can't see a downside with that. Yeah, and I mean, it's... I, the, like only down, no, the only downside 
is that people are buying things that they don't love. Yeah, no, and, and that's like pissed off about that. But just don't buy it. Yeah, no, and that's part of why I like I would love to see see digital comics take off more because I like I really really think that the like comics in general would benefit from the collector mentality starting to go away. Because that because that is like that seems like the one of the main things that props up so much of this shit. Like there was a time where like a new co- like a new comic book and this is going back like decades, but like like comic com- a comic comes out, you read it, you roll it up, put it in your back pocket, maybe stuff it in the spokes of your bike, ride down to the park, throw it in a pile, your friends read it, maybe you get it back, maybe you don't, but who cares? It was a comic. I read the story, it didn't cost that much. Let's move on with my life. I'll read the next one in a month. Like like the more like 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 the drive to like have like have like I have to have all of it or like oh I have a whole run I can't stop now like that just like puts more money than is deserved it like like it's positively reinforcing bad decisions when people are perfectly aware that's exactly what they're doing but they don't stop because well I have this big of a collection I I can't quit now well yeah um I mean, like, I, I think that that <clears throat> mentality is slowly changing, but you do have a, a bunch of holdouts, tons of holdouts. I wish, well, I mean, I, I've said it I've said it a number of times that I wish the digital comics were cheaper. Oh, yeah. Even if the Marvel <clears throat> comics were, like, $1.99, it's like, if, if they were 99 cents, and, you know, even if I had to wait a month before it, you know, not got knocked down to like ninety nine cents. Then, like right now, I would be going into Comicsology. Oh yeah, and picking like you know five books that I want to read just oh, yeah. today. Just like, do that without even thinking about it. Like a month ago, I was ready to go digital, but like I I end up not because like I uh, basically because I'm not willing to get my comics illegally. Like <laughs> the price point is still too high and the <laughs> they don't have a good enough backlog like if i could find like if if i could get every green lantern comic ever because that's the thing like my green lantern collection and this is like partially the problem i was talking about like like i can't get these those comics any other way i either keep my long boxes full and keep doing that or i get them illegally somehow like there's not, they're never gonna trade all of this stuff, and all of this stuff isn't available on Comicsology. So it's like, what, what the hell? And even if it was, like, I would have to wait for some like in like really insane sale to come along before I could like load up on anything. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now the <clears throat> having to wait for a sale is idiotic. And then the other, other, what was it, like, uh, for Black History Month, they put a bunch of mosaic issues on sale for 99 cents? Yep. 1 through 11? Yeah, yeah, out of their their 18-issue run, they have the first 11. Which, I I mean, it's an improvement, because before that, they only had issue 1, 
But yeah, no, it's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. Like I wish like I wish we could get back to that kind of idealized age where it's like like comics are just it's like man, that where where like the only thing that really matters to the readers is that was a good story. And then they come back the next month to get more good story. And whether you have a billion issues in your house or none at all because you gave them away or accidentally recycled them does not matter to you. You know, it, it, like I comics becoming more disposable. It, it would probably be a nice change at this point. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I know I, I need to <clears throat> clear out a lot of, uh, my old collection. Yeah, like I like I sold half my collection to John last year, and it's since filled back in. And that sucks because like I don't I don't consider myself that much of a collector, but like <clears throat> you read comics long enough, you become one by default because the only way you have to <clears throat> to legally read them is to amass this these boxes of physical stuff. Yeah. Oh, see. All right. Want to do something fun? Is this the game? This is the game. Okay. All right. So, and just to put this out there up front, I spent the last two months listening through to the back catalog of the Uncanny X Cast. That's like 140 episodes that are each like hour and a half to three hours long. It's actually a fantastic experience. This is the second time I've done it. I'll probably do it again in a few years. I re- highly recommend everybody else do it. Best podcast ever. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And sometime in there, they played this game. And I decide, that sounds fun for them, and it was fun for me to listen to. So I'm going to steal that. <laughs> <clears throat> so basically, what I've done is I've selected a character from the Lantern universe. It could be a lantern of any color... It could be a villain, could be a supporting character. Any, it's open to anybody. I have ten clues here, and you are going to to guess who I am talking about. Okay, ten clues. Any yep. character in the Green Lantern mythos. Yes. Do I get to ask any questions? No. Okay. But you do get to guess after each clue. Okay. And if you don't want to guess, you don't have to guess. But okay. guess guess sometimes. Gotcha. And I'm going to be giving these in first person, so there's going to be lots of I, because otherwise I'd mess up and say he or she or whatever. So. Okay. All right. And I have no idea. I'm honestly not sure if this will be easy or hard for you, because I was trying to think of, like, all right, this is Jim I'm giving these to. So you might get... I've, and I, it was just sucks, because I tried to, like, li- to get, make the the clues go from like easiest or hardest to easiest and I don't know if that worked out so here we go okay alright first one alright my girlfriend is dead okay no guesses no not yet 
All right. I fought in Blackest Night, but not the Sinestro War. Okay. Let's see. One of these you're going to get in, like, the second clue, and I'm going to be pissed at you. <laughs> oh, there's more than one? Yeah, I prepared two of them. Oh, nice. Okay, so if it if this person only fought in Blackest Night and not Sinestro Court, then that means that it's either somebody that is... Well, it can't be somebody blue. Uh, not orange. Possibly red. But I can't think of anybody that had a girlfriend. Alright. Uh, indigo. Violet. Yeah. No, so it's probably somebody that's dead. Okay. Uh, next one. Okay. I've been condemned for my anti-establishment views. I'm sitting here going, it's so obvious, but I wrote them, so. <laughs> okay, go go next one. Uh, I've performed complex surgery. Hmm. Performed complex surgery. I wonder if anybody at home listening to this is, like, playing along and getting it. You think you have it? Is it Ganthet? It is. <sighs> Do you want? Because his girlfriend is dead. Sage just yes. died. Right. He was. He fought. He like was a Green Lantern in Blackest Night, but he was off with Sage during the Sinestro War. Right. Uh, he got kicked out of the Guardians for being anti their crap. Right. Uh, he pre- he performed cosmic surgery a couple times. Yes. Uh, Want to hear the rest of the clues? Of course. I used to be a single parent. <laughs> he raised the other guardians. Right. Uh, I spent time in seclusion with a bunch of religious people. Okay. Odom. The, uh... with the... Oh. Because oh, that, also, that also would uh, work for him being <laughs> in the quintessence. Oh, yeah, that. Right. Uh, I didn't receive a name till 1992. Right. Uh, I can bring people out from under the influence of parallax. He did that in Rebirth. Mm. No, he did. Uh, he did. He, he didn't. He didn't do too much for uh, Hal Jordan. Well, he like when John and Guy, he like waved his hand and snapped them out of it. That counts. Shut up. Okay, um, I once hacked every color ring. And for the last one, if you still hadn't gotten it, my last clue was I had a lobotomy. <laughs> But I got it. Yep. All right. One more. One okay. More. All right. <clears throat> Ready? Yes. You done your brain stretches? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, before the new 52, I had a wife and two children. Alright, 
Once, I was turned into a chimpanzee. <laughs> Do you know it? No. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I didn't actually know that happened either, but I like that it did. Oh, boy. Okay, next. I was featured in a spin-off series. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Is it Chip? Nope. Okay. All right. Um, I starred in an OGN. Jordan never had kids. <clears throat> that he knows of. <laughs> um, oh! Oh! What? Oh, I know who it is. Who is it? Oh, no. Continue. By all means. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. I was beaten up by robots and then run over by an airplane. Okay, I didn't know that that happened to him, but continue. <laughs> You want me to finish these out? Yeah, yeah, sure. This is fun. This way the people at home can guess also. Oh, okay. You don't know it. You're just waiting. No, no. Oh, I know. I definitely know this. I have the ability to bring out the best in people. <laughs> okay. Uh, I didn't appear in animation until 2012 because older cartoons replaced me with another character. I don't think you know it. Oh, I absolutely know it. You are so full of shit. You're this, like, you're this, like, he... There's only one character it can be. You're like, he said these are going to get easier, so I'm just going to wait till the end and then pretend I know it. No. No, I, I, I absolutely know it. Who is it? No, keep going. You are so full of shit. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Listen, you know what? <sighs> we'll bleep it. Just say it. No, we don't even need to bleep it. I'm going to text it to you through Skype. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. All right. uh, I was technically a Green Lantern for about one page. Yeah. <laughs> I once possessed half of a map to a literal gold mine. <laughs> And and the last one, <laughs> God, I'm a mechanic with a racist nickname. <laughs> oh, Tom Pie Face Kalmaku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There he is. Listen, the only the one that gave it away was the uh, he starred in an OGN. Yeah, because Hal Jordan was pretty much the only one who starred in them, except for. Uh, Last Will and Testament. Hmm. Now the spin-off series was that the uh, the New Guardians? Yep. And I I looked everything I looked up about him in there was like he had like they they described his 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 power as literally the ability to bring out the best in people. 
that's ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to we'll have to bring that back. I had a third one. I only got halfway through. So, we won't do with him yet. Oh, come on, come on. Or her. Oh, you want to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it, let's do it. Uh, let me see here. I can probably get this in five. Ha, ha, ha. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, I have six. Okay. Oh, good. Um, okay. No problem. <laughs> oh, now I'm like, I want to make sure I do this in a good order. Hang on. <clears throat> Let me move that down there. Apparently, Comicsology has a bunch of Winter Soldier comics hmm. on sale. Yeah. $1.99. Those are good. Brubaker. It's awesome. All right. Ready? I was, uh, oh yeah, I'm like, who wrote this? Huh? I was once a member of the Justice League. Okay, that could be anybody. Go on, take a guess. There's only, there's only six of these. You have to guess after everyone. John Stewart. No. Okay. My family was killed by Sinestro. My family was killed by Sinestro. <clears throat> Wait a second. Once a member of the Justice League. Um, my family was killed by Sinestro. Why am I not getting this? I don't know. You want the next clue? Yeah. I accidentally committed treason against the United States. Is this Baz? Wait. Oh. When does Sinestro kill his family? Yeah, no, I'm trying to think of... <laughs> I don't remember Sinestro killing anybody's family. Uh, you'll get this in the next three. <laughs> uh, I tried to quit the Corps, but my resignation was denied. Where God, if this is the one you don't get. <laughs> Sinestro killed my family. This is. I... <clears throat> God. Nope, not God. Is it Guy? No. Okay. Alright. I think both of the next two are kind of gimmies, so let's see. Uh, I once maliciously hunted a ten-year-old child. Do you have it? Uh... <clears throat> Do you want the final clue? Yeah. 
I've appeared in virtually every movie, TV show, and video game to feature Green Lanterns. Justice League. Yes. And Sinestro killed their family. Yes. Um, Did he do it personally? I don't believe you're allowed to ask questions. (laughs) I'm asking for a clarification of a clue. (laughs) What do you define as personally? Was he responsible for it, or did he do it? What? What What the hell does that mean? Okay, well... Give give me an example here. Like, if Sinestro shoots you in the face, then he's doing it personally. Okay. But if Sinestro is, like, destroying an entire planet, then it's not personal. It's just that it's a result of what he did. Alright, and like I will say it is a result of what he did. Okay. Uh, read me some of the other clues again. Alright, here's all of them. Mm-hmm. I was once a member of the Justice League. My family was killed by Sinestro. I accidentally committed treason against the United States. I tried to quit the Corps, but my resignation was denied. I once maliciously hunted a 10-year-old child. And I've appeared in virtually every movie, TV show, and video game to feature Green Lanterns. Uh. (laughs) I don't think I'm getting this one. Really? This one? This one? Of all the ones? Um... I I just... It's not coming to me. (sighs) I can't... No, because, like, I I have a feeling that when you say it's a member of the Justice League, it's like either, like, some Justice League that I'm not that familiar with, or somebody who was, like, on the team for, like, you know, a page or of an issue or something like that. No, uh, he was in there. I forget how long, but he was in there. Um, or she. Yeah. <laughs> like. Oh, God, no, I it just. It, this is irritating. <laughs> I want to double check something while you oh, twist in the wind. Wait, wait. Wait a second. Hmm. Um. Okay. Uh, Sinestro killed my family. Um. Accidentally committed treason. Member of the Justice League. What else? Uh. Killed my family. Justice League. I tried to quit the core, but 
my resignation was denied, I once maliciously hunted a 10-year-old child, I've appeared in virtually everything. Um, you get one guess that I'm telling you. Is it... Is it Kyle Rayner? It is not Kyle Rayner. Oh, is it? Kilowog. Kilowog. Kilowog! He was in the league for a while. Uh, his family, and it, I'm... It's surprising. <laughs> I, I, I kind of slapped or smiled, whatever, when you use the example of, well, if he blew up the planet, because he did. Sinestro was pl responsible for that? Yeah, well, Kilowog, his planet fell, and Kilowog, like, saved his people's souls or whatever inside his ring. And then he, gave, he found another planet for them to live on and put them all, all on it, and then Sinestro blew it up. Why? I don't remember, but he did it. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, accidentally committed treason against the United States. He built the, the Rocket, Rocket Red. Reds. <laughs> yeah, no, like... No, the, 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 the thing about Sinestro killing his family was what was making me not guess Kilowog, because... His family was on his planet. Yeah, but I mean, like... That, like, that wasn't what originally killed his family. I didn't know that Sinestro blew up that planet. Hmm. I had no idea that happened. Oh, okay. But I do I do remember the Rocket Red thing, so I, I assume that. And I knew that he was technically on the Justice League for a little while. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, uh, he tried to quit the core when Sinestro got the green ring back right before the relaunch. Right. Uh, he, he maliciously hunted... The quote-unquote son of Hal Jordan in that pie face OGN. Remember <laughs> when they brought him back as like that Dark Lantern thing? Oh, uh, yeah. And he's I, I really didn't like that OGN. Oh, uh, we'll cover it eventually. Don't worry. And he's appeared in virtually every movie, TV show, and video game to feature Green Lanterns. Well, most. Most. All right. I'm pleased with that. That went pretty oh, well. Okay. Are we done? Voicemails. Oh, God. Shut up. <laughs> it's gonna go awful. Whatever. Could have sworn that we got to these. I don't think we did. I'm pretty sure we did. We didn't. Alright. Let's do the one. These are all so old now. Yeah. Because we don't play vo Why do you think we'll get more voicemails? Because we get them and then just don't play them. Jerk. Uh, whatever. Okay, which one are we playing first? Uh, the one from... 864? 864, yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, Chad, Jim, and Dan. Uh, it's Jesse from South Carolina. First, I want to apologize for leaving Chad out of my uh, greetings before. I, uh, sorry about that, Chad, and I hope, Chad, that you'll forgive me for leaving you out. Chad, you are a valued member of the Lantern cast, and I really think it's unfair that Jack, Jim, and Dan have not yet promoted Chad to co-host. Second thing I wanted to talk about is I wanted to clarify something I comment I'd made on my earlier voicemail about being good to listen to a podcast where the hosts were actually fans of the book 
The reason I said that is because I used to listen to another podcast that uh, put the spotlight on Green Lantern, <laughs> and they seemed to hate both Jeff Johns and Hal Jordan and spent most of their time uh, insulting each other and spewing random curse words. At least that's what it seemed like. You guys uh, have much more intelligent conversation, seem to genuinely like the book, no matter who the creative team is, and I appreciate that. Third thing is I want to give you my perspective on the new Earth Lantern, the uh, Middle Eastern guy. Um, based on issue number zero, I don't like him. I uh, don't think he should have ever been given a Green Lantern ring. And the one thing I did find interesting was when it first went on his finger, the word error appeared. So maybe that'll mean something in the long run. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work on the podcast. I'll probably call in again sometime. Goodbye. myself so that was amazing <laughs> yeah i heard you too i didn't hear me yeah it's like you just didn't hang up and just started listening to the show again oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah oh uh, well let's see talked about a bunch of things yeah i mean i am pr- i am pro simon baz now i am yeah i mean i absolutely agree with him zero was a poor Poor representation of what the character could be. Yeah. I mean, I think I even said, like, based on F- issue zero, I would not otherwise read past issue zero, you know? Yeah, yeah, if we weren't, <laughs> like, like, if that was our first issue. <clears throat> Actually, come to think of it, that's a really bad first issue. Oh, God, yeah. you have no idea what's going on. And you know what's even worse? Like, Going forward, like, like, thirty years from now, when this character is still kicking around, if yeah. this character is, yeah, he'll still be there. He's gonna in his like little little like origin box on the title page where it's like, where it says like Hal Jordan, test pilot, blah 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 blah, <laughs> became Green Lantern. It's gonna be recapping that stupid issue zero. It's gonna yeah. follow him forever. Suspected terrorist Once got the a- ring by an error. Once a once a, a suspected terrorist hunted by the United States government, Simon Baz, blah blah blah. Uh. Yeah, that's something that I actually wouldn't mind them rebooting. <clears throat> oh God, yeah. <laughs> Please retcon his origin. <laughs> Give him something better to work with. Yeah. Um, um. I mean, as far as the comics go, I mean, like right now. I mean, right now, there's there's probably a general lack of enthusiasm for the books amongst the majority of the fans. I don't think that we're like the exception that, you know, we're reading them. And it's like, Oh God, we got to read comics again. <laughs> I don't know. The, tonight, tonight might make them think that. <laughs> yeah. 
you would, yeah, you might, you might think that after tonight. But no, like when we do review <laughs> them, you know, it's it's the same thing. It's like after we review them, we have, you know, a different appreciation for them oh, yeah. that we didn't get the first time around. Um, yeah, no, I mean, if we all hated Green Lantern, if we hated Jeff Johns and Hal Jordan, there really wouldn't be any point to doing the podcast. Yeah. I mean, as much as I do enjoy insulting you oh. <laughs> and saying random curse words. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, we, we insult Chad a lot. Yeah, and, Chad's also not here for the message where it's like yeah, <laughs> in yeah, favor right. of the very pro-Chad voicemail. Well, well he'll, just, he'll just have to listen to this episode. Yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty sure Chad is a co-host though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I guess this was this is nine fourteen. Actually, this was uh, oh my god, sent in the day that my brother got married. Oh. Yeah. You should have played this at the wedding, like gone up to like the microphone and just like this should this voicemail should have been your best man speech. Was Chad not a co-host at this point? I don't know. We've never called him a co-host officially. Let's officially never call him a co-host. I was thought you were going to say, let's do it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I went a completely different direction. If Chad's here, then he's a co-host. If he's not, then he's not a co-host. Wait, wait, is that like when you play peekaboo with your son? If he doesn't see you, you're not, you don't exist anymore? <laughs> exactly. It's exactly like that. God. Do you do if that? Chad, and if like... Chad's not on the, the episode, then he doesn't exist. Yeah, Chad who? What? Do you do that? Do you, like, play peekaboo with your son and take joy in, in like, playing God with his perception of reality? You know... <laughs> it's like, now that you mention it... <laughs> you know, when... <laughs> you, put, <laughs> you put, like, a blanket up or something like that, and he doesn't see you, but you talk. So it's like, where's daddy? So he hears something... You're not there. And then all of a sudden you pull, you know, the sheet down. And it's like, here I am. And he laughs. He laughs. He loves that. <laughs> I would have screamed because it's like some monster just teleported into my home. <laughs> oh, my God. Daddy's become invisible. Again. <laughs> <laughs> How does he keep doing it? Yeah. Uh, um, did we hit all the points? I think so. And then thank you for calling in. Yes. Please do it again. Yes. Although he has to wait for like another family member of yours to get married. Hey. Oh, well, that's going to be June. Oh, well, okay. We'll hear from him in June. <laughs> Just, you know, try not to talk about Chad so much in the next message. Yeah, Chad-heavy ones tend to get not played. You know? Yeah, it goes to his head. It does. And really, he doesn't need that. No. 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 Definitely not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, next one from 1015. Okay. Hey guys, it's uh, Scott Davis, uh, Bloom on the forums. Just wanted to say uh, congratulations to uh, Jim and Lauren on the, the baby boy. And uh, that's great news. Uh, I have an eight-week son of my own, and uh, things are things are going great. Uh, so I wish uh, Jim and Lauren all the best in the, especially the early months, which are can be quite quite crazy depending on the kid. Um, also. Uh, just a question for you guys. Uh, as far as introducing kids to Green Lantern, 
um, at what age do you think the current comics could be introduced to uh, to kids? Because Green Lantern can get quite violent. And I know it's rated teen on the on the cover, but um, I know I was I was reading the comics uh, before my teens. And uh, actually, this is probably more of a question to Jim. At what age do you think you're going to get James there to start reading these comics? Anyway, uh, great job, and uh, Jim, Dan, and, and Chad, great job, and I look forward to listening to more. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Ooh, good question. Uh, yeah, so are you going to to go by any of like the age ratings on comics? <clears throat> Absolutely not. No? No, that's ridiculous. Although, I think, like, my goal is... Once he's once he's a little bit older, and can like follow stories and stuff like that, then I'm absolutely going to read him comics. But you know, like I'm not going to be reading the current stuff. <laughs> it's like it's it's good, but it's kind of convoluted, you know, for a child. You know, like the um, the the book that you got him. Tiny Titans? Tiny Titans. Yeah, like that, that's fantastic for, for little kids. Because they can follow that. And, uh, and and John got him the uh, Green Lantern, you know, it's like, a where's, where's Waldo for Green Lantern? Yep. So, I mean, like, you know, we have, we have books like that. You know, I'll probably pick up some of, like, the Green Lantern, um, the storybooks that they have based on the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stuff like that, that I know I can introduce, like, very early. But then once he's, like, maybe, I don't know, four, five, as soon as I think that he can appreciate them, I'm going to start reading him <coughs> The Silver Age, starting with uh, Showcase 22, and we're just going to work our way forward. Okay. But and let's, let's like, let's, let's go to the heart of it here. Like, we've read issues, great issues, that have, that feature things like, like black hand shooting himself through the head on full panel and characters literally ripping people in half on panel like like what like what in your mind is the cutoff for that like like you're like you're you're not letting him see this before he's 11 kind of thing or like what are you doing um I can't. I can't say that there's an exact age. Uh, it's it's gonna be depending on how he reacts to the stuff. Yeah. You know, like like I'm I'm not gonna show a five year old. You know, issue what was it forty one? Something like that. Something like that. Where black yeah black hand shoots himself in the head. Obviously not. You know that would be ridiculous. He's not gonna be reading Blackest Night. He probably won't even be reading Sinestro Core, <laughs> or you know, like all of the John stuff is, you know, off limits for really young. And I, I, I would have to say that a lot of the Kyle Rayner stuff, probably also because, you know, what was the uh, the issue where um, Kyle went off world, found a former female Green Lantern, and she ended up killing herself because she couldn't have the ring anymore. Yeah, you know, like like stuff like that is it's mature stuff that you know he doesn't need to deal with that age. 
Um, by the same token, <laughs> if like if he turns like seven, and like he's picking up on all this stuff happening in like the real world, and he's able to process it, you know, in a healthy manner, then I really don't see the problem, you know, with introducing you know some of the comics. I probably will hold off on the Johns run for a while. I don't know. Maybe, um, like I said, it depends on how he is. Yeah. But maybe, maybe ten or eleven, you know, is a, is a decent age. Yeah, and and you know, there is something to be said for like even if you don't fully get what all's going on, you can still appreciate like flipping through a book and seeing like Green Lantern flying around fighting Manhunters or something. Even if like the talking bits of the story don't resonate with you or like and i don't mean like as a baby but like like if you're like nine and you don't give a crap about like the larger story or whatever and you just think oh superheroes are cool oh here's one where he's fighting a robot oh that was awesome you know uh i had a point i had lost it yeah you know i like if you look at Look at the cartoon. Look at the Green Lantern cartoon. There's death in that. There's actually a lot of death in that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so, like, like I'll show him that. I'll show, I, like, I'll watch, I watch the show with him now. You know, he's four months old. He has absolutely no idea what's going on. And he he's, looks at you and he's like, gee, daddy, I hope they don't cancel this. <laughs> and you're like, your first words! Yeah. Um... <laughs> Daddy, why did that person die? <laughs> no. Um, Daddy, why does my heart hurt? <laughs> <laughs> God. No, you know, it's... I don't think that there is... There's no There's no simple answer. Nobody's going to say, you know, oh, well, at 12 years old, you know, that's when I'm going to start introducing him to the Johns Run. Or he's going to have to wait till he's, you know, 14 years old or 13 years old because it's a teen book. Listen, if you're going to if you're going to parent your child like that, then you might as well just, you know, give up because you're not paying any attention. You need to be paying attention to your kid and you need to know when they're old enough. Like case in point. Uh, they they announced that in addition to like the Star Wars movies, they're going to be coming out with Star Wars uh, spinoffs. Yes, I saw that. Like solo ones of their characters. Yeah. yeah. So, and then they they made a point of saying that it's like the 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 second trilogy is going to take about six years to come out. <clears throat> so, and they're starting in uh, 2015. Yes. So that means they'll be done by 2021. That's when the last Star Wars movie is coming out in theaters, you know, for that trilogy. Whether or not they go beyond that, who knows. 2021 for a Star Wars movie. Well, James is four months now. It's 2013. You have eight years until that happens. So, like, I'm looking at it as like, well, he's going to be eight years old. Eight years old is probably old enough to see a Star Wars movie. Now, if it gets to be, you know, that he's eight years old and I don't think he's ready for a Star Wars movie, then I'm not going to just take him. But I hope that he will be ready for it, you know, because how amazing would that be to actually get to see a Star Wars movie in the theaters? You know, it's something that I got to do. 
it's something that my father got to do, you know, it, it would be fantastic for him to be able to do that. So I think you should read him Watchmen yeah. every night before bed. You know, like you can't every like <laughs> something that you know every parent should know is that every child isn't going to fit into like a clear a clear path, a clear mold. You know, because everybody's different, and every child is going to be different. Every child is going to develop differently. And you're going to have different experiences as you're growing up. They're going to allow you to handle some things that other children can't. You know, like, for instance, when I was growing up, and my grandmother passed away when I was like, I don't know, 11 or 12, my, you know, my younger brother was like five or six. And then I had another one, another brother that was like, you know, one or two. Now, the one or two-year-old has absolutely no idea what's going on. The one that's five or six kind of has an idea of what's going on. And depending on, you know, like if that happens to any child, then depending on how you explain it and how he reacts to it, well, then he's going to be able to either cope with stuff like that a lot better because he's dealing with from from a young age or he's not going to be able to cope with it because he has to deal with it from such a young age. You know, things like that, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of factors that go into it. And, you know, there's absolutely no, no simple answer, but it's definitely something that I'm going to be watching for so that I know when he will be, you know, right, you know, at the right age to be able to understand and appreciate the comics. Now see, this is why we want to replace Chad with Bloom, because these are the kind of, of <laughs> heady, intellectual, deep conversations Bloom b- brings to the table. You know, the other thing is, the current <laughs> series just really isn't that great, so <laughs> I don't think that there's a rush. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to start your kid with three new Guardians as of issue zero. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Did you hear? I'd rather, I'd rather like introduce him to like the original New Guardians. Oh yeah, no, with Tom. <laughs> with Tom making everybody happy or whatever he does. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that angry cat in the back of his voicemail? No. There's a really when you'll hear it. Whatever. There's a cat just screaming. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. All right. Next one. Um, From ten thirty one. We're almost to the present. Ken Jones, or Jay Jones, rather, in Macon, Georgia. Uh, just listened to, um, I believe it was number 144 of Lantern Cast, and I have to agree, I would love to see uh, Paul Manning make a return. Uh, also, I'd... <laughs> Alright, there. Am I back? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I plugged my microphone in and it didn't work. I'm like, oh crap! <laughs> okay. You know, when you come back, it kind of sounds like the TARDIS. Oh, yeah, no, I have a TARDIS USB uh, hub. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I plug something into it, it, like, the little light, like, on top, like, flashes in and out, and it makes a sound. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. It's like, oh, here comes Danny, starting to reappear. (laughs) 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 
keep yeah. all James keep all of that in. Don't take it out. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, he got cut off. But yeah. Doesn't look like he ever called back. <laughs> so uh <laughs> Paul Manning. Is that a guy? Who's that? Yeah, I think um <clears throat> I think that was one of the things that I said that I'd like to see return. Okay. Well, uh, who is I don't I can't think who is that. Paul Manning, that's Hal Jordan in like the 6 63rd century or something like that. That's right. Yeah, that'll be cool. I mean, it's it's something like it's kind of out there. It's kind of sci-fi. People wouldn't see it coming if they remembered it at all. And right, yeah, that'll be nice. Isn't that where uh, like Chip and Salak went, and one of them got brainwashed? Well, yeah, everybody gets brainwashed when you go there. Everybody is it like just a whole society of brainwashed people? No, no, they they pluck superheroes from the past. Well, they plucked Green Lantern from the past and brainwashed him to think that he's this guy, Paul Manning, so that they have a superhero <laughs> in the future. What if Hal Jordan just adopted Paul Manning as an alias that he uses sometimes on Earth? I think he has? Oh, okay, even better. What if Hal Jordan's identity becomes public? Like, he's outed as Green Lantern, so the only way he can have a normal life is he has to move and change his name. So he uses the name Paul Manning, and he's always, like, kind of trying to live a normal-ish life while trying to be Green Lantern, while hoping that nobody notices or recognizes him, like, in his new town or whatever. That could be interesting. Yeah, that's exactly what I want them to do with the Paul Manning identity. I don't want them to actually do anything in the future. I just want them to use the name. Okay. No, that could be like if someone from the future should just show up when things are at its worst and be like, "We're we're bringing you back. <laughs> we're going back to the future." Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, cool. I don't think I've ever read the Paul Manning stuff. Um, I have very limited experience <laughs> with it. Hey, wait. When Chip or whoever got brainwashed, did he think he was Paul Manning? Yes. Like, so Chip was running around going, I'm Paul Manning. Uh, well... Yes, was, I've always been Chip, a squirrel. <laughs> was Chip definitely one of them? It was either Chip or Salak. Well, it was definitely Salak. Okay, then it was Salak. Because it is the cover of one of the Green Lantern co- you know, comics where <laughs> Salak is, like, kissing a woman. Oh, that, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's when he's Paul Manning. Yeah, it's so a Salak's running around, I'm Paul Manning. Yes, yes, I've always had this many arms. Yes. <clears throat> exactly. Nice. Yeah, I mean, that that would be cool to just see. Yeah. (coughs) Jeff Johns, I'm sure, could do something interesting with it. Yeah. Um, All right, we have one more voicemail. Oh, God. Here we go. This is the Lantern Cast. Uh, Just uh, leave it on a test message to make sure this still works. (laughs) Where's Dan? I hope he comes in soon. Wait. What's that? What's that blue box starting to reappear? Yeah, stupid thing wouldn't play. <laughs> uh, what did yeah. your message say? It was just a test message to make sure we didn't lose the voicemail number. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> that was worth it. <laughs> yeah, I do that every once in a while. <laughs> God. Uh, All right. So okay. we have an email. You said. Yeah, it's a really long email. Read it. Oh, boy. Oh, wow, like that is a long email. <laughs> a really long email. Like, oh, you... listen, I love reading it, 
and I'm glad that Flodo sent it. Um, he just signed it, Flodo. Yes. <clears throat> listen, don't... listen. I haven't read this yet. Okay. So read it to me. Oh God. Do it. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Two. Jim, Dan, and Chad. As I mentioned in my tweet to you this morning, this is really long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just making it longer. Uh, as I mentioned to you in my tweet this morning, I've just listened to episode 149 of the Lantern Cast, and I've got to say, it was an excellent show, and the topics you put up for discussion were very timely given the lukewarm reception the Green Lantern titles having been getting over the last few months. I hope you don't mind that I've compiled a few of my own thoughts for your consideration. No, we appreciate that. So thank you for sending the email. Oh, yes, absolutely. <clears throat> the end. Oh. <laughs> on that Jeff, was great. <laughs> yeah. On Jeff John's future on Green Lantern. Which one was 149? Uh, That's the one that we... The Fresh Start. Yeah. The Fresh Start. <clears throat> that was a fairly recent email, then. Oh, yeah. No, well, he, yeah. <clears throat> so we're, we're ahead of the game a little. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like... It, the email, the email hasn't uh, completely gone up in smoke in terms of uh, talkability. Yeah, it hasn't gathered internet dust Yes. <clears throat> on Jeff John's future on Green Lantern, I would agree with your comments that John's seems to be spreading himself too thin at the moment. I think the Third Army event has fallen flat. However, part of the reason for that is that it has it had been billed as a bannered event hardcore Lantern fans felt obliged to buy all four titles, which really wasn't necessary. Enough story could have been, and mostly was, covered off in each book to get you to Wrath of the First Lanterns. Third Army should have been produced as a sleeper plot, building in the background of the GL universe, which would have reached a crescendo with Wrath. Um, <clears throat> I'll take a break there for a second. Yeah. Um, I agree I think with them. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. In fact, you know, he's right. They build it as an event. And it was such a non-event. It was just, it was a theme. It yeah. was a theme that was kind of running through each of the books. Yeah. You know, well, I'm, it, what? I'm, I'm glad they did it this way. Though I mean, they shouldn't have marketed it the way they did, but I'm glad they wrote it the way they did because... It, like, I was dreading it being something like War of the Green Lanterns. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. But by the same token, like, I was also thinking about how, you know, like, when there was Blackest Night or, I guess, uh, I don't know, like, some of, like, the really good crossovers where you actually have, like, <clears throat> the characters in the universe interacting with each other mm -hmm. I thought that would have been something cool to see um, whereas this is a completely non-event so you don't get any of that like was, uh, I think in the conclusion was it the, the Justice League pops up for two seconds or do they even do that? In wait, in this? Yeah no actually no no they don't it's <laughs> just other Green Lanterns yeah, yeah. so you have like a threat to the entire universe, supposedly, and yet none of the Justice League, like, <laughs> even bat an eye. Yeah. So, 
I mean, that that definitely takes away a lot of the credibility of the story to me. And it could be, because I think something, I mean, one positive thing about DC in this episode, I think they're, they seem like they're kind of gradually moving back to the, uh, the old, um, if a character is over here, they can't also be over here kind of thing. You know, Cause like, like the current Justice League story, the Flash has not been in it yet. And I think somewhere along the lines they said, like, he's busy with, like, his big story, like, his big story arc that's going on in Flash, you know? Okay. Like, they took, and Hal Jordan was taken off of Justice League because they were going to do whatever with him in this book. So, like, it could just be because, like, well, the Atlantis thing is going on right now, and that kind of has the Justice League tied up. Or whatever. It it doesn't even, it's not going to line up perfectly, but that kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Continuing on with the email. Uh, in saying that, I don't think Johns is finished at the helm of Green Lantern. The story of the emotional spectrum that he has been building over the last eight years still has a twist or two left in it. He has demonstrated his own writing abilities ably in the recent Indigo Tribe and Black Hand arcs of the main Green Lantern title. And presuming he has an overseeing hand in the other books, I think the concept of Kyle Mega Lantern Rainer is a great one, even though it has been executed less than satisfactorily lately by a below-par Bedard. As a side point, I think Tomasi and Bedard should switch titles to take advantage of the former's vivid imagination and get the latter back to what he does best on Green Lantern Core. Hmm. What would you think about that, switching books? Uh, I don't, I don't know how much I would enjoy a Tomasi written New Guardians book. I, I think Bedard could do a good enough job on Green Lantern Corps, like he would definitely bring it more fun. As opposed to like you know the constant war aspect, but I don't necessarily know that he can do like the kind of free, fun-loving, you know, aspect of New Guardians that should be there. Especially when you consider that you have, you know, either Larflees or Glomulus, you know, and Kyle, <coughs> you know, interacting with the rest of the team. Oh, yeah, but like think back to Emerald Warriors because that was all Tomasi. Right. So, that was like the best book they published. <laughs> no, I, I think Tomasi is one of the best writers at DC. I'm not saying that I think he's, you know, bad or incapable at all. I just don't know that he would be... <laughs> I don't know how much I would like the tone yeah. of that book. Well, yeah, and, and but that's my point. Like, you're basing that on, like, what he's done with Green Lantern Corps since the New 52 started. Well, no, I'm and... basing that on the Green Lantern Corps, I'm basing it on what he used to be doing on Green Lantern Corps and on uh, <laughs> Emerald Warriors. See, I think, like, his current Green Lantern Corps, like, his new 52 stuff is, like, a completely different, like, tone and level of, like, <clears throat> of, like, violence and grit than anything he had been doing before the relaunch. I think that was, like, a concentrated effort on his part to be that way. So if you put him on something that's supposed to be less of a military action movie kind of book, then he's not going to treat it like that. Maybe. I mean, 
honestly, <laughs> I'd just like to see Bedard get back to just writing the book like a fun, crazy, you have no idea what's going to happen next kind of thing. You know, and not pay any attention to, you know, this whole third core, third army. Yeah. Well, all right. But <laughs> we're almost done with Rise of the Third Army. Then we'll get through Wrath, and then the books will be back on their own again. They're practically on their own now. Okay. Um, continuing on with the email. In saying that... Oh, wait, no. That nope, was nope, nope. last one. Highlighted this one. <laughs> um, I think. Yeah. Oh, and well, well, the other thing was, uh, yeah, no, um, the, the Black Hand storyline and the Indigo Tribe storyline. Um, what do you think of those? In retrospect, looking back on them, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what I thought of them as we were going, <clears throat> but my memory of them is basic. Basically, boils down to it was. It was fun seeing Hal and Sinestro be like buddy cops in an alien prison, just fighting their way out. I like that. Yeah, that's basically that's basically all I got from it. Like, <clears throat> I think I'm trying to remember. I think like my big problem was with it was I didn't really care about like the larger story. I just wanted to see like the small awesomeness of just, hey, here's Hal and Sinestro in a crazy situation, what are they going to do next, you know? You know, did we ever find out what ended up happening with uh, the Indigo homeworld? I don't think anything happened. Because, you know, because the Guardians found out where it was. Yeah, I assumed they were going to send Third Army people to it, but I haven't, unless it's in the number 16s, which I haven't read all of yet, we haven't seen anything else since then. Okay. I mean, Indigo One showed up in New Guardians, and she didn't say anything about it, so I'm assuming everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like I just didn't want to be a bother. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't want to bring you <clears throat> down. It's got enough of that already. <laughs> okay. Um, I think you are correct in your assertions that Johns has been hampered by DC Comics' desire to reproduce a Green Lantern bestseller event over and over again. Where he is at his best is picking up the works of past writers and enriching them with a fresh viewpoint that quite often takes the characters involved to places their creators could never have imagined. This type of storytelling takes time. Johns cannot be expected to give his narrative the focus it deserves if he is constantly being forced to produce the next DCU crossover extravaganza. That's a good point. Yeah, it might not necessarily be Jeff Johns as the problem. It might just be, like, his style just isn't conducive to the kind of, like, like yearly event schedule. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good, too. Um, now, but the thing that this makes me think about is how Jeff Johns takes things that happened in the past and enriches them to make them better. Which is why I think that he would be awesome doing something with Paul Manning. (laughs) That's why I suggested something like that. By the same token, now we have over in New Guardians, where they're just completely rewriting Kyle's origin. It's like, they're not... First off, they're not respecting what happened before. And second of all, they're not enriching it. They're not making that better. They're 
they're changing things to suit <laughs> the one story that they're telling at the moment. And then afterwards, you know, it's it, it, it makes Kyle just, just like everybody else. So they're basically, they're taking away his entire specialness and the entire way that he was introduced to Green Lantern just to emphasize a point for like a matter of four pages in the current storyline. Yeah. I don't know. I still stand by my uh, my idea that they they just flipped them. They're like we're starting him or changing so he's starting out as just another random Green Lantern and now he's transitioning into his own thing off by himself. I still don't know I don't still necessarily like it. But you know, Although, hey, do you think maybe if DC would double ship Green Lantern, Jeff Johns would have enough issues to to get back into a right in shape? If they did double shipping every month, then I might drop New Guardians. Uh-huh. <clears throat> As you mentioned on show, Johns has left numerous teaser threads dangling over the years. Given his unquestioned ability... He could easily pick up on any one of these and spin 12 months or more of Lantern stories out of it. The one I want to see most is Evil Star. Me too. I'm fond of the Silver Age version of the character in a humorous sort of way, and Johns has been teasing this one since the Starlings first kidnapped the pathetic Black Hand (laughs) in Volume 4, Issue 5, I think, and turned him into the harbinger of death that gave us Blackest Night and is still a major player today. Given the overhaul the Starlings were given in that issue, I can only imagine the ferocity Jeff Johns would bring to a modern-day version of Evil Star in an ongoing storyline. I mean, I've been I've been saying the same thing about Evil Star since that issue. Yeah, I forgot about him at this point. Really? Yeah. Well, it just they, hasn't come up in a while. Oh, with well, us. it was uh, in the, the Blue Lantern, you know, thing where... Oh, yeah, and she mentions... Sister Cersei. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember it now, but, like, I hadn't thought about it in months. My last thoughts on the subject concern if and when Johns finally does move on from this title. I will hopefully still be buying Green Lantern well after the writer has moved on, moved to pastures new, but I would want him to have the opportunity to wrap up his epic run once and for all before he goes. In an ideal world... Johns would be about the rise and then the fall of the emotional spectrum. I would prefer if he were to decimate the other color cores before he called it a day. In my head, that is his sandbox, and not only would it be best if another writer didn't get the chance to mess with it, it would also be fairer on them if they began their own lantern journey without having to be bogged down with the world Johns created. Now... That is interesting because. Well, I just let me uh, finish the uh, the next mini paragraph. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not saying to forget about it completely, just to end the current existence of the other cores, so that the only so that only the Green Lanterns remained. In that way, a new creative team has a better opportunity to use the whole mythos going back to the beginning of the Silver Age, instead of having to make do with the last ten years or so. Now, <clears throat> that's interesting because when I, like, basically for the duration of this, like, I've always thought of, like, Bob in terms of, like, all right, 
he has introduced something into the Green Lantern mythology that's always going to be there now. Like, until they, like, full-on reboot Green Lantern continuity, there's, like, there's always going to be, a, like, these other color cores in some form or another. Like, there's always going to be a Sinestro core. There's always going to be, like, a Blue Lantern core. Like, that kind of thing. Like, it's like I just kind of take it for granted, the idea that we're always going to have it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at this point, <laughs> when you look at the fact that, first off, there always always has been a Sinestro ring. <coughs> you know? So now, they've, they've retconned it so that that's fear. And that's, you know, that's what it is. The fact that if anybody tries hard enough, they can kind of harness these, you know, these emotions... I think that's something that you can't you can't really put that genie back in the bottle. You know, you you have like look at Kyle. You know, he's going through and he's able to access you know the different color cores with nothing more than a Green Lantern ring. You know, when you have something like that, if it's something that can be accessed, then somebody's going to access it. Yeah. Now, you could have something where Oh, and the other thing is you've always had uh, Star Sapphires. You know, so, I mean, even though they weren't rings, you still had that out there. I think that even if they decimate the other cores, you know, and the other, um, you know, the other colored cores, the power is still going to be out there. <laughs> so yeah. even if there's, like, no Blue Lantern core, you can still have characters that are going to harness the power of hope. Oh, yeah, and I think that's basically what he was saying. Um, I don't know, my, my thing is, like, okay, well, you can keep all the cores around, but there's nothing saying you have to use them, or you have to use them very heavily. Right. You know, I mean, like, <clears throat> like, the universe is really big. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like, there are plenty of, like, like, the only reason Hal Jordan keeps running into... To, like different color lanterns is because he like he's been going around purposely looking for them and to go on trips with them and stuff you know like like <clears throat> uh, so far from what I've read Simon Bass has had a ring for like a few like a whole mess of issues and he hasn't run into any other color lantern yet uh, and yet he's been on earth but you know that's always an option too like have more earth centric stories or have space centric stories that just that just happen to not have other color lanterns in them. You know, I mean, Green Lantern Core. Like, has there been another color ring in the Green Lantern Core comic since the relaunch started? I don't even remember. Uh, <clears throat> don't recall. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure there hasn't been. Like, Red Lanterns have been off doing their own thing for the most part, too. So. Yeah. Except for, like, a couple guy appearances or whatever, but, like... You know, it's <clears throat> it's easy to think, well, we have this mythology, they're all out there flying around, they're bound to run into each other, but that's, I don't know, like, it's, it's not automatically a given, you know? You know yeah, you, you don't have to have them run into each other, but by the same token, it's like, I don't think you need to get rid of them, because, you know, it's it's just more characters that you can use. Yeah. It's, you know, the mythos was made larger because of that. I don't think that if, if you want to tell a story about Hal Jordan 
you know, saving the day in Coast City or going on a date with Carol Ferris or saving a planet, you know, in his sector. Yeah, you absolutely do not need to bring in anybody else. But if there's a job that Hal Jordan needs to accomplish and maybe he needs a hand, maybe he calls up St. Walker. Because, you know, then it's it's there, it's out there, available to use, but you don't have to, like you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, <clears throat> it's not exactly the same thing, but that's like saying, like, well, Hal Jordan has, like, dozens of villains in his rose gallery, so we have to use all of them all the time. <laughs> no, no, you can use them when you feel like it. When you have a when you have a really good idea for a story that involves them, that's when you use them. It's the yeah. same for the other color lanterns. Yeah, I mean, like, <clears throat> it's not like they had to kill the you know tattoo dude or evil star or you know anybody else just so that they can use Black Hand. Yeah. They did have to kill Black Hand so they could use Black Hand. That is true. They did have to do that. So, yeah. <laughs> so get back to the email. Yeah. Anyway, I've rambled on longer than I, than I intended to on this one, so I'll <laughs> keep my comments on your respective reboots and restarts brief. Chad, I think this would work fine, but the only thing I would question is who maintains the power battery or manipulate the source of the green willpower energy without the Guardians. My fix for this would be to retain Ganthet as a superpowered janitor of sorts. (laughs) He wouldn't be in control of the core, but he would keep the equipment in good working order and be on hand to advise with his immortal Mm -hmm. wisdom when necessary. My only other point was kind of mentioned on the show. I have always had issue with writers who have their GL spend most of their time on Earth and ignore the considerable size of the rest of Sector 2814. This is what I loved about the stories when Kyle first exiled himself to space and defended all corners of the sector. I think Kyle actually defended all corners of the universe. Uh, I forget where all he went. Because he, he was, was the all... only one. I don't know that he confined himself just to 2814. Yeah. yeah just later, was... later on, he you know ended up hitting the edge of the universe to find Parallax. Maybe we're pretty far over there. You don't know. Don't pretend you do. Well, technically, all sectors kind of touch. Oh, God. (laughs) Move on. (laughs) Uh, uh, Okay. Um, Dan, I really like the idea of yours to follow a rookie, but I agree with Jim. Boo. Boo. Skip this one. (laughs) That it probably wouldn't work as the only Lantern title if it sat outside the regular DCU timeline. It's funny that you mentioned Spider-Girl, because for me, that is how that how it worked. Wait. That's how it would work best. Yeah, it is how it would work <clears throat> best. A what might be future or an ongoing else world, if you like. As a very minor nitpick, I am curious why all of 2814's recruits have to come from Earth now after millions of years without having been a human until Hal. I'd happily read <clears throat> this book with an extraterrestrial in the lead role. I mean, I can answer that. Answer what? Why? Oh. Well, first off, there were Green Lanterns before Hal. Waverly Sayer. Abin Sir. You went to Waverly Sayer before Abin Sir. Well, from, from Earth. Oh, all right. Abin Sir. I'm pretty sure he wasn't from Earth. Listen, he went to the Old West enough that he was technically from Earth. 
but what you call it? No, like there was basically, and they've this is in the older books. There was kind of like a moratorium against having a Green Lantern from Earth. You know, like they were conscientiously not picking Green Lanterns from Earth, and <laughs> I think that's because the White Lantern entity was stored within the planet. So all of, you know, all Earthlings are a lot more emotional than the rest of the universe. That's basically the idea that I got from it. Okay. Um, but uh, <clears throat> now that, you know, was Hal Jordan became a Green Lantern and all of a sudden it's like, oh, whoa, you know, he's one of the best. Maybe we should start picking Lanterns from there more often. <clears throat> so now they do. Yeah. I don't know. I still, I don't want to get into the whole thing again. I still say... If you take your lanterns off the Justice League and then say, like, the lantern book flashes forward five years, and then after that is when the lanterns interact with the Justice League again, it's not going to be a big deal. Because there's, there's always going to be that disconnect, you know, of, like... <clears throat> You're always going to be reading these stories on some sort of like weird either real life or in story time lapse anyway. And there's not going to be any conflicting continuity because they're not appearing in both books. So you can say like, oh yeah, no, that's... It, 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 it's, it's not that big a deal. And I think it's a huge deal. You think everything's a huge deal. Okay. You're like, you're like ooh, my son can talk. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Uh, Jim, I'm not sure I quite got this one, so I might have to listen again. (laughs) Were you saying that the central character begins his adventures as Green Lantern in name only and gains actual energy powers over time? I very much like this concept, but again, I think it would have to sit outside the main continuity. I can't imagine the world at large will ever permit an ongoing DCU without Kal-El and Bruce Wayne at its head. In saying that, it might work if the Superman book was about an ever-young Cal rekindling his Kryptonian powers, <laughs> and the Batman book featured a Dark Knight Return-style Bruce using tech to keep at the good fight. I would envisage at some point, however, whether by magic, nanotech, or straightforward reboot, that Bruce would eventually have to be de-aged again. Um, I think I had, like, two possibilities. One where... He comes from a world where there is no superheroes, and he kind of creates like like a technological based version of the ring using the energy fog, steam lantern, mm. and then crosses over into the main universe. Steam lantern, or if they've done this, it's in the cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not really the same thing. It's exactly that you just described the exact plot of that episode well, steam lantern could not create constructs constructs Ooh. he was basically like the rocketeer who could shoot energy blasts yeah and he used nuclear power steam powered nuclear power <laughs> we call it really hard to find dm <laughs> <laughs> um yeah or the possibility that would be set like after everybody loses their powers um and in that case yeah you're right um they would have to keep around some kind of superman character and batman character somehow yeah i like the nanotech idea to keep bruce wayne young 
Eh, I don't know if he'd like that. My only perspective on old Bruce Wayne is Batman Beyond. I don't think he would go for that. Could you imagine, though, like a 60-year-old Batman (laughs) with all of that knowledge and experience made young again? He would be like a wizard. (laughs) Anyway, finish this out. Anyway, that's enough from, from me. Keep on doing what you're doing at LanternCast. You've, you have a great show, and the mixed content from one episode to the next makes for captivating listening. Keep it green in 2013. Signed, Flodo. Yes. And anybody out there who wants to should follow him at GL875 on Twitter. Yes. Or flodospage.blogspot.com. Nice. That was a great email. <laughs> it was. Everybody else that sends in emails should be jealous of the quality of his email. Oh, they should all feel bad about themselves. There's no yes. question. Yes. Uh, we have anything else to talk about? No. Let's get out of here. I have to, wait, what time is it? Oh, okay, no. I saw... I thought it was 2.30, but that was just our run time. All right. <laughs> uh, you know that there's a Green Lantern animated calendar? Like the calendar moves? No, like a like a calendar. Like a, that you hang on the wall. Oh, of the animated series? Yes. Okay. That's less impressive by a lot. And also, there's currently a St. Walker statue. I have it on my desk. Yeah, I'm looking at it on eBay. It closes in twenty less than 26 minutes. How much? Currently no bids <laughs> at $35 with $15 shipping. Bid on it right now. That would be a total of $50. Bid on it right now. I'm probably not going to. Bid on it right now. But that seems like a really good deal. Oh, you're stupid. Okay. How much did it originally cost? <laughs> God, I don't remember. How much did you pay for it? I, don't, I got it on DCBS. I don't remember. Let me see. Probably paid 50 bucks for it. Probably about. It was, probably, it was like in the 50, 60 range, I think. Yeah, it's a $124 statue. Wow. <clears throat> I think it might have been like 75 or so. Man. Bid on it. Great price. Ah, I'm not really going to spend $50 on the statue right now. God. It's a great looking statue, though. It is. Mm. Alright. Let's, let's get out of here. I have to eat breakfast and then get ready for work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, if you want to find us, you can do so at lanterncast.com. You can send us an email, lanterncast at gmail.com. You can send in a voicemail at 708-LANTERN, right? You only have three numbers to remember. You think a seven is a two. (laughs) (laughs) 708-LANTERN. Uh, if you go to that webpage, we have links to our Facebook page and our Twitter and uh, a bunch of other stuff. Got all our episodes on there. Or you can find us on iTunes. Just search for LanternCast or Green Lantern. Find us either way. We're also available on Stitcher. And um, I guess that's about it. Yeah. Uh, Things to look forward to that will be coming up. uh, CGS Super Show. It's April 6th and 7th. Yep. So start making accommodations. (laughs) If you want to see the LanternCast in person. Yes. And hey, I'm I'm gonna be bringing 
a short box filled with Green Lantern trades and hardcovers that I don't need because it's just duplicates of other of issues I have. Okay. Maybe selling them at our table for like fifty percent cover price. Nice. Yeah. In other news, I will be buying a lot of those <laughs> trades. Oh, good. I hope you, I hope you do because I don't want to bring them home. I have like I have like all of the John stuff from Rebirth through Blackest Night. I think I have I have the first volume of the Sinestro Core War and everything before <laughs> that and nothing after it. Yeah, and like a bunch of I have like some like a bunch of soft cover trades, some Green Lantern Core stuff, some old stuff. Well, there's one Kyle volume in there, I think. Ooh, I that's gonna be like the one to hunt down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and also uh, we're gonna have some rings around the corner, so. That will be available on LanternCast.com when we have them. Are they going to be at Super Show? There's a good chance. All right. There's a good chance that we will have <clears> some <throat> rings at Super Show. And they're going to be special rings, and I'm not going to talk anything else about them, but I'm just going to tease it a little bit now. All right, cool. Okay. All right, well, good night, everybody. So long. So long.